customer-centric. It's a phrase we're hearing more and more in the workplace. It sounds really good and honorable. It sounds like the right thing to say. Certainly, if an organization's leader stood up in a meeting and suggested a customer-centric mindset, you wouldn't object. And you should, because it's wrong. Like a number of sayings that appear and are quickly adopted as lingo in the workplace, there's a subtle edge that doesn't make sense. That's what we're going to explore together now. This is Rich, and it's time to revive your work. Okay, so why would any company object to a customer-centric philosophy? Shouldn't every organization's primary focus be their customer? No. Here's why the customer-centric mantra is fundamentally backwards. First, distorted perspective. So at times it helps to lift an idea or concept out of the corporate setting to see if it still makes sense. Especially when it comes to people, these concepts should hold up whether in the workplace, in the community, or in a home. So let's compare the company-customer interaction with the family unit particularly the parent-child dynamic. Would you recommend that a married couple create a child-centric household? That is to prioritize the importance of their children above their own relationship and marriage? I hope not. It's unhealthy for an adult relationship to put the children first. In other words, Children don't go before the parents. In fact, the best thing loving parents can do for children is to put each other first. This is a model for the children and their future relationships. Make sense? So this concept can be transposed back into the workplace. The best thing for you to do for customers is to work on your internal culture and those relationships. When those relationships are strong, it produces innovation, productivity, quality, and all these benefit the customer. So stop putting your customers first and start putting your internal culture first. That's the best thing you can actually do for your customers. The second piece of this is that there is a difference between policies and culture. So your company policies should always be customer-centric. When my daughter Carly was a senior in high school, she had an appointment. So somewhere along the way, our calendars got crossed and we forgot. We missed her appointment. I was notified that as a result, we would be charged a $25 fee. In other words, the value of the medical practice time was worth something. And because we misstepped, we would be charged $25. I reluctantly sent in a check and we rescheduled. When we had that meeting or that appointment, 
probably waited a long time to be seen. And that's not unusual in the medical industry, right? Um, then when she finally got into her appointment, she waited longer. And then some emergency, something had come up and she was bumped. In other words, the nurse walked in and said, the doctor cannot see you today. Something else came up. She walked Carly back to the receptionary where I was waiting and recommended that we go ahead and reschedule so we could come back another time for our appointment. So here's what got me. They didn't pay us $25. In other words, their time right, was worth something, but not ours. This was clearly a practice-centric policy. I made that known to not only the receptionist, but also the head physician as I wrote a letter or a note to them about our experience and suggested that we could find another medical practice with a different set of policies. Shortly after, we received a $25 check in the mail. So your policies and procedures should always be customer-centric and they should make being a customer easy, simple, and rewarding. Now, your company culture is different. That should always be employee-centric. And here's where so many companies get tripped up. Customer service is an inside-out process. Your external customer experience reflects internal employee engagement. And internal employee engagement is determined by your culture. So think of it this way. If your ideal customer service vision looks like this, there's an attentive greeting, right? There's authentic and proactive interactions. Your, your customer feels and experiences a personal connection. There's intentional listening. They are heard. And there's a solution-finding mindset, right? At the same time, if your current employee reality is this, they feel invisible. There's a transactional, we're treated like a number environment. There's impersonal interactions from leadership. Their ideas and feedback are ignored. And there's a problem-focused management mentality. If that's their reality, then inevitably, your employees will cast their reality onto your customers. Right? The value you want your customers to feel must first be given to your team. So we have it backwards again. Customer-centric starts with employee-centric. And by the way, none of this has anything to do with devaluing your customers. This is about increasing the value of your employees and your team. Leaders, start putting your employees first so they can put your customer first. If you find value in an additional weekly dose of encouragement, visit reviveyourwork.com backslash blog. That's reviveyourwork.com backslash blog. Or text REVIVE, R-E-V-I-V-E, to 33777. And consider subscribing to Revive Your Work in your favorite podcast platform. 
and while you're there, give us a like or leave a comment. That means a lot to us. We'll see you next time as we continue our conversation that transcends the blurred lines between our personal and professional